Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside LBUSD, the Laguna Beach Unified School District podcast. No upcoming events to note. Just a reminder that all schools will be closed next Wednesday through Friday for fall break. And now, Health Matters with Dr. Michael Keller and Nurse Kelly Schultz. Hello and welcome to another episode of LBUSD Health Matters podcast. Today's conversation is being recorded on Thursday, November 18th, 2021. My name is Dr. Michael Keller. And I'm Nurse Kelly Schultz. And the purpose of this podcast is to, of course, inform our stakeholders on the local impacts of COVID-19 in our school system, and also to provide some other important information on other health topics as we uh, move into the future. Nurse Kelly, can you give us an update on our COVID-19 rates in Laguna Beach Unified? As of today, we have three cases at Top of the World, three cases at Thurston Middle School. We have 13 students home in quarantine due to close contact. And overall, we have current active cases, there's six. So that makes us a total students and staff in isolation or quarantine is 19. Uh, Nurse Kelly, and back on October 1st, Governor Newsom made it up announcement where he's directing the California Department of Public Health to set rules and standards around mandating vaccinations for COVID-19 in public schools as they become fully authorized by the FDA. To date, we don't have any specifics on the implementation of those rules or standards, and I just wanted to revisit the important impact of vaccinations when when we're working through a close contact situation on campus. Yeah, so vaccination status in regards to close contacts, how that will impact your child is that there will be no need for quarantine, either home or modified. So they're not going to have to have those multiple tests. We still will recommend that your child test between days five and seven, which is actually the new order that just came out today. Um, They will not be excluded from sports or any extracurriculars, which if you are on a modified quarantine, you still have to remain um, outside of those and you are still required those two tests. On top of it, it's just, you know, we're keeping our community safe. We're we're making sure that we are mindful of those that are immunocompromised. So vaccination rates are really important overall for the community. And the FDA has recently granted emergency use authorization for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine for children age 5 to 11. So the district is currently reaching out to families. Our school nurses are sending messages to as an optional opportunity to submit your vaccine status. It really does help during the contact tracing process to support students staying in school whenever possible. That's our, that's our goal, staying safe and in school. Well, we want to cover other important health topics in addition to COVID-19. And one of the most important areas of building research is in the area of sleep. And how has your sleep been impacted during COVID-19, Nurse Kelly? (laughs) Um, My sleep's kind of been all over the place. I mean, there's times where, you know, I'm super exhausted and I'll sleep for eight to 10 hours. And then other nights where it's like my mind's racing, it's really hard to sleep and I don't really get a good night's sleep. And then it obviously will impact me the next day. What about you? Yeah, I've uh, I've really tried to stay committed to a, ske- a sleep schedule. I think that's a really great strategy, but it definitely does uh, vary, and it has varied substantially in the last eighteen months. I am trying to do some important work to trust, just try to stabilize it. So, I do want to dive into some of the some of the known information so to support families and students and our stakeholders about uh, the importance of sleep. So, 
the American Academy of Pediatrics in 2016 updated their sleep recommendations. And so for school-age youth, age 6 to 12, the recommended sleep range is 9 to 12 hours of sleep a night. And for youth that are 13 to 18, the recommended range is 8 to 10 hours a night. Can, we, can you share with us a little bit of the health benefits of a good quality night's sleep for young people? So sleep is fuel for the brain and for the body. Adolescents need more sleep because their minds and bodies are in a state of rapid growth. Some of the health benefits for sleep is that they can boost your immune system, which is huge, obviously, right now while we're going through this pandemic. It's a great mood booster. It does increase productivity, which I think we can all admit it is hard to focus when you are tired. Um, It also improves memory. And especially in these teen years, they're a very formative period of transitioning into adulthood, bringing changes that impact their emotions, their personality, social and academic development. That's a lot of really important information around the, the importance of sleep. We do actually uh, administer a student survey from our partners at Stanford University's Challenge Success Program. And that uh, program focuses on emphasizing student wellness and well-being. One of the important areas that we survey is actually the amount of time students spend sleeping as an important health indicator for us. And some of our data from May of 2021 during the pandemic window, but we had returned our, second, our students in secondary programs to regular school, we got some captures and really interesting, some findings around sleep. Most notably are students in middle school on average, sixth, seventh and eighth grader reporting eight hours of sleep a night. And that is substantially below the recommended recommended amount of 10 hours on average for students in that age range. Our sixth graders are reporting on average 8.2 hours of sleep, while our eighth graders are reporting 7.7 hours on average for sleep. And then at the high school level, our students in ninth grade, uh, the recommended range there again is eight to 10 hours of sleep a night. So the average would be nine hours of recommended sleep. Our ninth graders are reporting 7.6 hours on average a night of sleep. And then our 12th graders, soon to be graduating adults, are reporting 6.5 hours of sleep a night. So, uh, Nurse Kelly, what might be some of the adverse impacts of having poor sleep for youth and adolescents? So sleep is really important for children and adolescents and how it impacts their learning, but also how it impacts their social emotional state. Um, So according to the Sleep Foundation, prolonged sleep loss can negatively um, impact emotional development. It is linked to an increase in anxiety, depression, and bipolar disorder. And lack of sleep is also attributed to an increase in high-risk behaviors due to sleep's impact on frontal lobe development. What do we know about the developmental progression and how young people might be approaching sleep? I mean, obviously, there's so many environmental factors around device usage and technology and and lots of social opportunities at night. Like, what are some of your thinking around that? Yeah, I mean, many teens are night owls. They stay up late studying. They're playing video games. They're interacting on social media, listening to music. I mean, I know when I was a teenager, I could stay up all night and just like listen to music and make myself playlists. Um, but unfortunately, what that does is it impacts their circadian rhythm. So many teens will sleep in on the weekends to try to catch up on those sleep deficits from the school week. Um, but a lot of times that's not really doing what it needs to be doing. And stu- students should really be on a regular sleep schedule as best as they can. What are some of the other specific recommendations to try to improve sleep quality? So it is recommended, I mean, not just for adults, but for, for children as well and adolescents, is to create a consistent sleep routine. So making sure that they turn off their devices, um, engage in activities that promote relaxation, 
you know, sometimes if it's good to maybe just set an alarm at a time at night so that, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm not just setting an alarm for myself when I wake up, but I'm going to set an alarm that, hey, this is my time that I need to um, kind of shut down. So typically you could do that maybe an hour before it's it's your scheduled bedtime. So you have that hour to kind of unwind. Some of these um, relax relaxation techniques that are helpful is sleep meditations, which are widely available on a multitude of apps, reading something that you enjoy. So not something that you're reading for school, but just reading to kind of shut down your mind and focus on something else. Um, utilizing Dr. Wheel's breathing technique, it's a four, seven, eight breathing method, um, which has been around for years, which is basically inhaling for four seconds, you hold your breath for seven seconds, and then you exhale for eight seconds. Um, you can, you know, use any type of thing. Sometimes people will use mantras, something that just basically helps the brain to shut off from all of the thoughts that go on. For me personally, 478 was too much. I was over fixating on numbers. So I I personally use a 444 method of just, you know, breathe in for four seconds. I hold it for four seconds and I let go for four seconds. It just makes it easier. And one of the most prominent sleep researchers in the country is Dr. Matthew Walker out of UC Berkeley. And in addition to those great recommendations that Nurse Kelly shared, there are some really important things that, to help uh, control the quality of sleep and, and get a better night's sleep. And I'd encourage you to, to go to the resources that we'll make available on the podcast notes. But certainly uh, controlling the lighting that's in your environment is really important. The temperature of, of the sleeping space is really important. There's a variety of different ways to um, start to take more control and command of, of good quality sleep. And I know that it's sometimes hard when, when young people want to push back and say that they need to be on their phones or they need to be on their devices doing schoolwork. And it's our work as adults to really try to help them to shape good sleep habits. Nurse Kelly, do you have any final thoughts as we, as we wrap up for today? I just want to add that I hope everyone in this community has a wonderful and restful Thanksgiving break next week. And while we're talking about sleep, hopefully you can catch up on some of that sleep, enjoy some time with your family, um, and obviously be safe. Thank you so much for joining us today. I do want to share one final thought. Our, our nursing team and our health clerk team are working incredibly hard to continue to provide timely communications to community uh, members, parents, and staff when when case rates in, uh, increase or, or arise, we really appreciate the open-mindedness, kindness, and support of our nursing team as we continue to work through all the issues related to the COVID-19 pandemic. So thank you again to our community and stakeholders. Thank you to our staff. Have a great couple of weeks and a wonderful vacation. Thank you for listening to episode seven of Inside LBUSD. If you have any podcast questions or suggestions, we encourage you to visit lbusd.org slash podcast and let us know your thoughts. Also, please check out our show notes for links to several resources on the importance of sleep and of course, our LBUSD COVID dashboard. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving.